GameZillaMedia.com. It's time for the last action podcast. Pop quiz, hot shot. Hey, motherfucker. I feel the need. The need for speed. Kill it. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Come with me if you want to live. Welcome, everybody, to the Last Action Podcast. I am the Sphinx, and with me, as always, we've got LPJ. Hey, it's me. It's LPJ here on the show. Oh, okay. I was taking over the robot voice for Joe. That's doesn't make any sense. And we've got with us Hovercraft Joe. Uh, what's up, Sphinx? I have to say, I always, whenever you do the intro, I'm always like, oh, maybe he's going to say me first before LBJ, <laughs> but it's always LBJ, but it's fine. I'm you, glad know what? you know what, though? I just saved the best for last because <laughs> I hate LBJ. <laughs> That's fair. Especially with, the, especially with the hell he just did a few moments ago. That's so. fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. I deserve that. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, we have a special guest with us today. We do. Uh, a new special guest, which we haven't had a new special guest in a while, have we? I don't uh, think so. No. We've pretty much all been returning guests. Yeah, we're starting to, re- starting to get yeah. returning people now. Uh, so I'm excited that we've got a new guest with us. We have Danielle with us. Danielle, hello. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us. And thank you for finally convincing us to do this movie. <laughs> I mean, was it really convincing? No, not at all. Not not for maybe me and Sphinx. You notoriously have a stance against action comedies on the on the podcast. So I do I feel like we is, tend to avoid that. This one leans far more toward action than comedy. It does. We are doing 2008's Tropic Thunder, uh, which is a movie that I since we started the podcast a few years ago, this was a movie I had on my list that I wanted to do because of how much fun i enjoyed this movie so i'm very excited to talk about it yeah i love talking about this movie how much how much fun i enjoyed this movie <laughs> i you know what shut up lpj <laughs> <laughs> so so danielle uh what made you choose this movie like what is your what's your history of this with this film I love, love, love this movie. Um, So me and Tony went and saw this at the theater and he got so mad at me because I was laughing so loud. He's like, people are looking at you. You got to stop. You got to stop. Like I'm super obnoxious laughing apparently. So, you know, (laughs) but I do love this movie. It's great. It's great. And for those that don't know, Tony, uh, when Danielle's mentioning Tony, that is the glitch who's on The Legend of Retro. Uh, Sorry. You're on Games <laughs> Media. No, you're good. I, I called no. him Tony several times when he was on the show. So, <laughs> no, no, it's all good. Uh, I Like Danielle, I also saw this in the theaters with my wife. And I I was excited to see it because obviously it was, it's trying to spoof action movies and war movies and all that good stuff. And, and the, the cast that you had here was definitely a cast at, you know, in their prime around 2008. You know, you got Ben Stiller with with coming off a dodgeball and things of that nature. And Robert Downey is just starting uh, his kind of comeback in his career. Um, So I I agree. We we laughed like crazy because we just did not know what to expect from this film and, and loved it in the theater. 
Yeah. Joe, you probably know the story better than I do, but we saw this in the theater. I mean, I know that I saw this in the theater. I don't remember anything particular about it. I I feel like that you feel like every movie you ever saw in the theater, I was there with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know I saw this in the theater. Well, sometimes it's not true. Like, remember how insistent you were that I saw Escape from L.A. with you in the theater? Yeah, which which you did. (laughs) But anyways... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we. I remember seeing this when it came out. I remember, I remember it being like a big deal. Like it was a big, you know. And we can, I'll mention it now. The release date on it was August thirteenth, two thousand eight. So it was one of those kind of end of summer uh, big movies. And I, I remember seeing it, and I remember enjoying it a lot. But to be honest with you guys, like I haven't seen, I haven't sat down and watched this movie like all the I, in a long time. It's been a long time since I sat down and watched it for the podcast. But I mean, we'll get into it, but it definitely holds up. I definitely, you know, it's like, why haven't I seen this in so long is really kind of what I said when I got done watching it. Yeah, this is the only the second time I've seen this. Like I saw it in the theater and then I just watched it now. And I will say this. Some parts don't hold up as well. Yeah. Give it, you know, it it there. We'll talk about it, but some parts have aged poorly, but a lot of it's really great. Yeah, it's like, you know, I bought it when it first came out on DVD and I remember watching it a ton um, when it when it came out on on home video or whatnot. And then, yeah, kind of like Hovercraft Joe said, it's probably been a good five or six years since I've sat back down to watch this. Um, So it was it was fun to rewatch it again. And I rewatched it with my wife again, too. So we got we got to enjoy it together one more time, which, yeah, it was good stuff. Did you watch it again with Tony, uh, Danielle, or no? See, now, I'm like, I probably (laughs) watch this, like, once every three months or so. I love this movie. We actually have, and it's so irritating to me, we have the director's cut of this movie, which is different. And so, like, there's scenes in it that, like, obviously get cut and then other ones that are, like, longer. But uh, there's uh, there's specific scenes in it that I'm like, oh, yeah, I love this part. And then you're like, wait, where did it go? You know, whatever. And so then I actually had to borrow the regular one for my sister to make sure that I watched watched the theatrical version. I was going to bring that up. I watched the director's cut. Oh, see, when I went to go when I went to go rent it, I saw both versions. I was like, "Oh, I should watch the theatrical and not the director's cut." Yeah, I, yeah, I my ended DVD up watching. Copy is, yeah, my DVD copy is the original. Yeah, I was, ended up I watching the director's cut. Just I didn't it realize happened. what was going on at first. Yeah. It happened once before. I think it was Lethal Weapon. Remember? Yeah, uh, Sphinx watched like, the director's cut and he kept yeah. talking about scenes, and we're like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> yeah, that was Lethal Weapon. Uh, All right, so the, well, I'm well, curious about. Yeah, what's interesting about that, too, is that, well, the director is Ben Stiller. Yeah. Yeah, which I completely forgot that he was the guy, he directed this as well. I did, too. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, like, I was like, oh, yeah, that's like Ben Stiller directs movies, and he directed this one. But it, it completely eluded me until I was kind of, like, getting into the research for this. Yeah, from what I read, apparently he had an idea about this film all the way back in 1987, he was filming uh, Empire of the Sun, which have ever, any of you seen that movie? No. Oof. No, it's a, it's, a, it's a Spielberg movie, right? It is a Spielberg movie about the the ride, about the fall of the monarchies in China. It's a rough movie. Why is Ben Stiller in it? I can't for the life of me remember why he's in this movie. 
Yeah, I I would have to to look back and figure out why, but apparently that and then a bunch of his friends were filming Platoon in 1986, and the combination of both things kind of gave him the idea to create a satire uh, on war movies, specifically Vietnam. So it's kind of what we have here. Um, I was going to say, do we want to start rolling through the cast, uh, Hovercraft Joe? Well, I'm going to go through some of the numbers real quick okay. with you guys. Uh, so uh, budget on this, I was surprised. Budget, I mean, maybe not because there are a lot of famous people in it and it's not. So the budget on this is $92 million, which or like, I mean, it is more of an action movie, but it's also a comedy. So it is surprising that the budget is so high. Uh, and this surprised me too. Domestic gross is only $110 million, which is a lot, but not off a $92 million budget. And a worldwide gross of $195 million. So not, based on the budget, not really a resounding success. Yeah, and what's crazy is I remember this movie being way bigger, apparently, than it actually was. Right. Well, plus, like, I feel like this movie was heavily, there was a lot of marketing and publicity in this. So add that into the uh, budget, and this movie probably barely broke even, to be honest with you. I, I think what we're used to on this show so much is that, is, are these action movies, obviously, but like comedies do not make money. It's why comedies have really disappeared from well, from the box office altogether and why they've kind of switched into like Netflix and Hulu and gone into streaming services. I, I agree with you to a certain extent, but I also think that normally comedies don't cost $92 million. Absolutely. Right. They're yeah. way cheaper than me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so, you're right. You've got so many actors in this, and you are still trying to produce top-quality action scenes. But yeah, this movie was expensive, which, I mean, the movie even itself makes fun of it, but this could have been a massive flop based on how expensive it was, right? And it is kind of funny, again, that the movie actually <laughs> kind of pokes fun of that idea at the very beginning of the film, so... Um, so the Rotten Tomatoes on this is 82%. So pretty high. I don't remember it being reviewed when it came out, but pretty high. And then an audience score of 70%. So, you know, pretty, yeah. pretty in line. Uh, top grossing movies in 2008, 2008, pretty great. Number one, dark Knight, Great. Oh, great. Number two, Iron Man. So this was really the year of like, this Robert Downey yeah. resurgent. It's crazy to think that Iron Man came out in May and this came out in August. Like the fact that, like, because you would think they'd be like, oh yeah, after Iron Man, that's why they got Robert Downey Jr. But they they came out so close. They cast him way before they knew. Oh yeah, absolutely. That, that Iron Man was gonna be so that that kind of is interesting to me. And then number three for the year is. Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal. Uh, oh, <laughs> I forgot that existed. Yeah. Um, so this movie, Tropic Thunder, came in 23rd for the year for domestic gross. And we've actually only done one other movie in 2008, and that was number 79, Death Race. <laughs> wow. I like that movie. Yeah. I like Death Race. It's great. But yeah, so uh, not 2008, not a year that we've hit a lot. But once we do Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. <laughs> Our podcast will be canceled. Well, LPJ says we always have to have an angle to do a movie that's been covered a lot. So that's our angle. We're going to go right to the Crystal Skull for the Indiana Jones. 
<laughs> Ignore the original trilogy. We're going with Kingdom Skull. There you go. Lord. <laughs> That's terrible. All right. So you pre- as previously mentioned, we had Ben Stiller as a director and writer and lead actor. Like he kind of did everything in this. Yeah, he did the writing with uh, Eaton Cohen and Justin Thero. Justin Thoreau. Uh, <laughs> isn't that Thero? No, it's Thoreau. No, I think it's, Is that Thoreau? Yeah. Who, who was yeah. previously yeah. married to Jennifer Aniston. Yes. Um, but, which I was going to say, yeah, I mean, they've become much bigger names uh, since this film as well. Um, Can I be honest with you? When I saw the writing back when I'm like, Ethan Cohen, one of the Cohen brothers yeah. wrote this? <laughs> <laughs> For a minute, I was like, no and so you know we'll mention it now since we're talking about ben stiller so we we don't have uh we're not gonna really talk about role reversals for for this episode but ben stiller himself wasn't really set up to be uh tug speedman uh he originally was going to be uh the pecker man he was going to be matthew mcconaughey's uh role and that was going to be Owen Wilson, who unfortunately a- attempted suicide. So he got pulled out of the film and then they put in McConaughey, which, yeah, there was just a lot of kind of moving around. And in the end, they just decided to fall on Stiller taking on the lead role here. Yeah. At one point, it was going to be Keanu Reeves in the role. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, you know, then Ben Stiller took over in the role. Um, which I love Keanu Reeves, but I don't see, I see this being a completely different movie with him. Yes. I agree. Honestly, the casting in this movie is perfect because even though, even the role that Matthew McConaughey plays, I can't see (laughs) anyone else playing it. Yeah. He's just great. I I forgot that Matthew McConaughey was in this movie. So did I. He honestly might be my favorite part of this movie. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in this movie, but I love him in this movie. We'll talk about it a little more, but when he shows up at the end, I completely forgot. And it's so dumb. So dumb but I'm you want like, a TiVo? I got the TiVo! <laughs> so dumb, but I love it. So anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Like, I forgot about all of the, like, all the stuff that doesn't happen in the jungle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of it. There's a lot of stuff that happens. Like this movie, I would say, takes place maybe 60% in the stuff in the jungle and 40% everything else. And all right, fine. Maybe about 75, 25. I think it's like 70. I think it's 70, 30. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but regardless, like all that stuff, I forgot it was all there and it's all really good. Well, and, and rewatching it this time reminded me of the surprise of Tom Cruise yeah. in this movie. Because yeah. they really kept it under wraps. I Nobody knew that Tom Cruise was in this movie. And I he is a huge role in this movie. Yep. He is an amazing role in this movie. And it is totally out of any movie he has ever done. So yeah. it really shocked audiences it, it when, very... when they saw it. Yeah, it, it is very out of character, out of like what you think of Tom Cruise. And I'll, I'll touch on it more as we go. And this this is going to be my most controversial opinion about this movie. I'm just going to put it out there now and I'll touch on it again later. I would argue that he might be in this movie a little too much. Like, I feel like that they were like, saw what he was doing and they're like, hey, let's keep doing it. Let's keep putting him in. And I feel like maybe they should have pulled back a bit. But we'll talk about that later. Yeah. He is good in it. And, and and 
basically what you're seeing him do is all him. Like it's yeah. he's writing all his own dialogue. He came up with the costume. He did all the characterization. That character that you see Tom Cruise play is all out of his brain. Yeah, which is supposed to be a spoof off of the famous producer Joe Silver, uh, who is, you know, very famous for being kind of like how he's being parodied in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so that's great. And then uh, we've got Jack Black, who is uh, Jeff Portnoy in the yeah. film. And his role was written for specifically for him. Yeah. Gosh, he, I, I love him in this movie. There's one there's one part of this movie with him, we'll get to it, that is like my favorite. But anyways, keep going. We've got Robert Downey Jr. as Kirk Lazarus, which uh, he's still even rewatching this so many times. I, I think Robert Downey Jr. steals the show for this for this movie. Did you see that they said that originally, like written like Kirk Lazarus was supposed to be Irish? Yeah. But uh, Robert Downey Jr. was like, eh, I can probably do an Australian accent a lot better than an Irish accent, so they changed it. I thought that was interesting. That was all my lightning round questions. That's all. Oh shit! <laughs> it's all good. It's not a big Sorry. deal. Yeah, like Sorry. we've never ruined his lightning round before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, he said that uh, he had done Natural Born Killers, the movie, and I guess he plays an Australian in that movie. Yeah. So he's like, I could do that. <laughs> uh, we got Nick Nolte as uh, Forley, <laughs> which, which the, the little bit amount we have of Nick Nolte, all of it is amazing. That's another person that I was like, oh, yeah, Nick Nolte's in this movie. I completely forgot about that, too. Uh, Steve Coogan as uh, the director Cockburn <laughs> which I feel like this was kind of his coming out as well wasn't it this was his Coogan's? first kind of yeah like I don't think he did a whole lot up to this maybe, and then this not, not in the United States not in the United oh, yeah, States maybe, yeah maybe in America yeah yeah uh, Jay is it Baruchel uh, Baruchel alright which I mean, he's he's pretty common as a supporting actor with a lot of these comedies of well, this era. Not, not then. Like this was kind of one of his early ones. Yeah, and I don't think with that cast either. He's a very odd one. Yeah. I thought to be in the film, he did a great job. Him, but with that cast, it was weird to uh, me. Like him and Danny McBride, I think are kind of they're Danny more. Danny McBride. Yeah, I guess they're more in the Judd Apatow yeah. comedy side. Yeah, that's a good call. Which Danny McBride was next, which <laughs> Danny McBride, he might be a close second to Robert Downey Jr. for me. He is so fucking insane in this movie. I love it. Yep. Uh, there's just like, I got like a ton of quotes in my head right now with Danny McBride. <laughs> what are you, knitting a fucking sweater back there? <laughs> uh, Brandon Jackson is Al Pacino. <laughs> Which I completely <laughs> forgot about him. So did I. And when I started watching this movie and it opens up with the ad for Booty Sweat. Oh my God. The, the I was like, what is happening? I do not remember this at all. I know. It I, started and I'm like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> I forgot all about the ads and the fake trailers. I remember the fake trailers. I forgot the Booty Sweat ad. You, you know that they actually sold Booty Sweat as a marketing thing for this movie? They did, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you go on eBay, people are selling it. It's crazy. Oh, man. I, wish, I wonder how much it is. <laughs> Which I do totally remember when, when I saw this in the theater. 
like for a moment, I thought that the trailers were legit. And I was kind of <laughs> like, like, what is going on? But then I don't remember which trailer it was that I was finally like, yeah, no, this is not. No, this is this is this is a gag in the movie. Because yeah. if you remember, like watching it in the theater, they didn't have actual trailers. Like they started the movie yeah. this way. Yep. So it really did feel like, oh, okay, maybe maybe this this, this is real. Yeah, stuff. I'm pretty sure it was Fanny's fart too that gave it away. <laughs> yeah, I think that was <laughs> that was the one. Oh, the Fanny's fart too. I mean, there's a lot of other people, but but Bill Hader will mention. This is probably an early role for him yeah. uh, with SNL. Uh, we mentioned Matthew McConaughey, and we mentioned Tom Cruise, and there's a lot of other random cameos in there that are great, like to- Toby McGuire, um, John Boyd. John Voight, which I love John Voight's reaction when apparently he loses the Oscar. <laughs> He's just pissed. Jennifer Love Hewitt, Lance Bass is there. Uh, all good stuff. So, yeah, a, a hell of a cast that we have for this movie. Okay, so we have a let's we're gonna, there's a lot of net worth, so we're gonna buzz through them as fast as we can. So, Let's start going, and we'll, we'll get through it. So we're going to start with Danny McBride. What do you think, uh, LBJ? Uh, his net worth is $5 million. Okay, Danielle? Uh, maybe like $10 million. Yeah, I'm thinking like twelve. Uh, $25 million for Danny wow. McBride. Wow. Good for him. Uh, next up, Brandon T. Jackson. What else has he been me. in? Like, I don't even know who he is. I have no idea. I'll say a million. I have no okay. clue. I'll say three million. Mm, yeah, I'd like five. Six million dollars. He's got that booty sweat money. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Man. What? Okay, Nick Nolte. Oh. That's interesting. Fifteen. Uh, uh, I'll say thirty. Okay. I go twenty. Seventy-five million dollars. Holy shit! Wow. All right. Real, real- Real quick, I want to uh, back up. Brent, Brandon T. Jackson apparently started in Roll Bounce and has done yeah. all the Percy Jackson movies. Yeah, he's the guy in Percy Jackson. I didn't realize that until I was looking at his uh, page, too. I have never yeah, but, seen a Percy Jackson movie. But the last thing, uh, he's from Detroit. He went to yeah, West Bloomfield High School. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I had no idea. They do call him Motor City in the movies, so I guess Motown. that makes sense. Yeah, Motown, that's it. Uh, okay, next up, Steve Coogan. At 25? Yeah, maybe 20. 22. 12 million. You guys uh, all oh. oh, it's, you know, all right. it's, it's, it's British pounds, so it doesn't. Jay, <laughs> it's that metric Jay Barishall. Jay Barishall. Uh 8 million. Okay. Burr, burr. Let's say 35. Okay. 5. Six million, so okay. it's around it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey. Oh man, uh, I'll say probably one hundred and twenty. Okay, man, he's got that Lincoln money. Um, <laughs> that Lincoln lawyer money? No, 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 no. That Lincoln town car money. The Lincoln commercial <laughs> car commercials. <laughs> he's got that Lincoln town car money and that beef money. <laughs> uh, I'll say one twenty-five. Okay, 
Uh, well, uh, if Nick Nolte is 75, I'm going to say he's at least double that, 150. Uh, $140 million for Matthew McConaughey. Okay. So. Danielle, listen, I will tell you right now, if that's your logic, you are going to lose every time. Because some of these people, it is I'm mind-boggling sure. what they But what it is worth. insane that Nick Nolte is worth $75 million. Yes, it is. The best logic ever for net worth was <laughs> LPJ when he said that rappers either have a lot of money or no money. <laughs> Which we found out has so far been true. <laughs> yes. Don't ever forget that this whole segment was created just because I wanted you to know that DMX was negative 15 million for <laughs> uh, Okay. Tom Cruise. Who I don't yeah. know if we've ever talked about on the. Have we Top done it? Oh, but you weren't around when we did yeah. Top Gun. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, we, Top- haven't done a, we haven't done a, we haven't done a uh, Mission Impossible movie yet. Top Gun. Gun. Tom Cruise has to be massive. I'm going to say, I think probably 350 million. Okay. I'll say. He's got a production company. I'm going to say 400 million. Okay. Danielle? I'm going to say 300 million. 600 million dollars. Is that the highest of any actor so far? I think that's De Niro money right there. De Niro was 500. That's that might be yeah. He uh, might be the I highest. Think, I, I think like Schwarzenegger is like four hundred million, and obviously we know the highest we've ever done is Spielberg. Yeah. It was like three point four billion dollars, but yeah. um, okay. So what about Robert Downey Jr. Ooh, RDJ. We've done him before, obviously. He's got but, that. Yeah. Uh, he's got that sweet um, <laughs> Sherlock Holmes money. Sherlock Holmes money. Uh, I'm gonna say two fifty. He's got that sweet Dr. Doolittle. There it is. I could do a little money. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. That was a mistake. Uh, 250. 250, okay. I'm going to say 150. Okay. I'm going to go with 300. $300 million. Way to go on the nose. That's what he's got. Okay. Last two. Jack Black. Uh, 80. Okay. I'll say a hundred. Okay. One fifty. Just fifty million for Jack Black. I thought that was kind of low. Wow, Surprise. Oh. And then finally, Ben Stiller. What do you guys think for Ben Stiller? Two hundred. Okay. I'm gonna say slightly less. I'll say one eighty. Okay. I think I'm gonna go with LPJ and say two hundred. Nope, you gotta yep. pick somebody. You gotta pick two hundred one. I have to pick, oh, fine, 201 then. I was trying to agree with you and be nice. No, it's not how this works. No. It's a competition. Never be nice to LPJ. Never be nice well, to I LPJ. Well, I know that now. <laughs> don't don't let him talk you out of it, because it is $200 million. So yeah. you're both right. So only swings the drum. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got. Very nice. Uh, I got lightning rounds with one last question now. Thanks a lot, Hummer <laughs> Crap Joe. <laughs> <laughs> It was such an interesting fact. Yeah, no, it's all good. All right, so question number one. This was Ben Stiller's fourth film that he directed. Do you know the first three full length that he's done? Uh, I know one is The Cable Guy. Yep. Yep. Uh, Dodgeball? Nope. He didn't direct Dodgeball, huh? He did not direct it, nope. Another super famous role of his where he's the main character. 
Oh, uh, something about Mary? Nope. Um, oh, man. Meet the parents? <laughs> no. You guys do not like your old Ben Stiller. We're apparently not Ben Stiller. I got the cable guy. I thought that you was did. Is, cool. is, he- is Heavyweights one of them? Nope. It <laughs> was. The one I I'm talking that. about is uh, Zoolander. Oh. And then Reality Bites is actually his first one. Oh, dang. I, I always forget that he directed that. Yep. Um, how much did the film contribute to the local economy in Kauai, Hawaii? So how much like money did they, a dollar amounts, how much money towards the local economy did they spend uh, on the islands? This is a stupid question, economics professor. <laughs> That's right. A hundred million dollars. Okay. Fifty million dollars. Okay. I mean, is that included in like the total that they spent on the movie? Because it couldn't be a hundred million then, right? Nope it's 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 separate <laughs> from. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's number se- so we can stop talking about this. Okay. Question. <laughs> I'll say f- how about forty million. It was sixty million dollars they spent on oh, the I island. Feel so much better knowing that. Fuck you. <laughs> how says many? Says so, so the guy who guessed more than the whole movie. <laughs> Yeah, and says the guy that tells us the most random fucking facts about actors we don't give a shit about and yeah, we've never heard of. They're interesting facts. <laughs> How many cameras were shot in the napalm explosion in the beginning of the movie? How many cameras Six. shot it? Six. One. I got ten. Twelve cameras were on it. They only had one take because it was so expensive to blow <laughs> to blow the trees up. And last but not least, uh, what is the final scene that they shot in the entire movie? Oh, it's the booty sweat commercial. It was the booty sweat commercial. So you, it was kind of hard finding some lightning round questions this time around. But you don't say <laughs> rot in hell, OPJ. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my <laughs> unit. <laughs> Such negativity, LPJ. Come on. Yeah. All right. What are we doing next? Well, I think I want to talk a little bit about Robert Downey Jr. a little bit more, to be quite honest with you. Sure. We're 30 minutes in. That's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, his character is definitely the most unique in the film. And it could be, I'm just moving on, and can be some borderline, you know, controversial, right? So, number one, though, he was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. For yeah. Oscar. Was he? I guess yeah, I yeah. didn't that at all. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, and he lost to, as you mentioned the film, he lost to Heath Ledger and uh uh Dark Knight. Which like so. that was just because he died, right? Like I mean he's good at that yeah. movie. Well he was good. He, I think he could have probably won it if he didn't die, but anyway. Um it's the way that he wanted to so apparently it took him four hours to get that makeup on. And he would have two people, one person would work on one side of his face, and the other person would work on the other side of his face, and they'd kind of come together in the middle. But he was really concerned about, like, how the role was going to play out, you know, in the movie. And in the end, he just felt like the fact that they were mocking, like, what he was doing kind of made what he did essentially being blackface 
uh, is what made it work. Because since he was making fun of actors that overdo it and oversell themselves, you know, in their acting jobs from time to time, he felt like, like this was the most extreme you could possibly get. You yeah. Know? And if they didn't have Brandon, uh, Brandon T Jackson there to comment on that fact, I think it would have been a poor choice on their part, but having yeah. him there, I think legitimizes what they were trying to go for, yeah. which was not the case with the conversation. I think they had later on using the R word, uh, yeah. which does not, did not age well, I don't think at all. Yeah, Ben Stiller, even he had the NAACP actually have a special screening of the film mm-hmm. so that he could kind of get their blessing before they did the the final editing for the film. And the NAACP was like, no, like we give it a thumbs up. It's OK the way that you handled it. And uh, I, I do still think like after watching it this week, yeah, like it, it's it's still a hilarious character. And then you're right. The way Brandon T. Jackson responds to the stupidity of Robert Downey Jr. as he's playing that character is is what makes it work perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And I I definitely think that that because like when you were like, hey, we're doing this movie. And I was like, there were two things I was like, uh oh, like there were two like kind of trouble spots. But I think you're right. I think that that one they do a better job with, and I think it ages better. And I and I forgot about like the major plot point that they're that they're like, oh, he got like pigment augmentation <laughs> surgery, yeah. like, but like they do it in a way, and like I I think I think it definitely ages better, and I think it I think it works better than the other thing that you're talking about, that the whole simple Jack thing. I think that doesn't necessarily age as well. I think it's a little rough, but yeah, I, I think they do an okay job with the whole uh, RDJ thing, the the, the, the whole uh, pigment augmentation. I think I think I think that worked a lot better. Honestly, I just don't think it's that bothering. Like Ben Stiller says in the DVD commentary, it's a movie making fun of movie making. And Mm -hmm. to me, I just feel like when you do something like that, you're obviously making fun of people who go to that extreme. And to me, it makes it that much more funny. Like, I I don't know. And with speaking about him and the whole Simple Jack conversation, you know, they had people come after them for that. And then they had a spokesperson come out and basically just say, it's all satire. We're making fun of the fact that people do this. And we even make fun of actors. They call specific actors out for doing that. So honestly, like it, I mean, I could see where some people would be offended by it, but at the same time, like if you're looking at it from the perspective that it's actually put out in, I don't think it's offensive. Yeah. I I would at the time maybe, but you know, given the 12 years that have passed since it's come out, I think it's changed. I think the atmosphere has changed a little bit more. I think my beef with it now is just the use of the R word personally. I think Simple Jack as a character is is probably okay. Sure. Uh, it's the, the, the R word is definitely one, especially with me working in schools. Like it, there's a no tolerance on that word now, which I remember when we were in high school, that was a word that was thrown around very often. Um, things have changed a little bit in that way, but, but Danielle is right. Like they, they also made a similar, you know, argument that, look, we're making, you know, we're making fun of the actors that 
try to portray, you know, being mentally handicapped and how ridiculous it could be, like Sam Penn did with I Sean Am Penn. Sam and Sean Penn. <laughs> sorry, what did I no, say? Sam Penn. Sam Penn. I am Sam. Uh, yeah, you know what I meant. And, I, and no, and I I agree with you on this, Sphinx, one hundred percent. I I think that they're okay with like the character of Simple Jack, and I think it's like I think that works as a satire. I don't like the use of the word. I think maybe that's where it goes a little too far. Like. But maybe back in 2008, it wasn't as, you know, there wasn't so much. Like, it never was acceptable, but I think maybe back then it was a little more acceptable, if you will. Where now, I think maybe that's the part that doesn't age as well to me is the word. I mean, the fact that we say our word now instead of the actual (laughs) word is an indication that it's definitely swung more conservative on that level. the thing is, though, the thing is, though, I mean, I don't like that word at all. Like, honestly, I have some mentally handicapped friends and, and definitely people who have been affected by that. But I, I I still say in that film, using that is shows a strength in what they're trying to do. Personally, that's just kind of how I see it. Using that word that is a word that people use. There is a negative connotation to that. So actually saying that and and really pointing out how stupid it is that people do that, I think is the way they should have done it. I mean, in this, this climate, yeah, maybe it doesn't age well, but personally, I think with things like that, sometimes you need to be a little bit more aggressive to point out the stupidity of others. That's fair. I, it's a fair yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, we, we can't forget either. Like Robert Downey Jr. does say the N word as well, you know, across the face. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's very similar in that way as well. So no, it's 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 a very valid point. Mm-hmm. So all right, um, right I, my right, watch oh, I, have here. Ta- I have some taglines. Let me do some taglines. <laughs> well, listen here, listen here, LPJ. You're you're usually not around for some of these action comedies, but you know we don't really talk a lot about the plot. We usually just kind of share favorite jokes and whatnot. All right, get your taglines. Well, there's only two, so. Well, Sphinx, I'll tell you what I always mention to LBJ is he's always bringing up the time in the podcast, but what's he going to do? The only thing he can do is stop recording, and he's not going to do that. So just do what you want to do. Yeah. So the first tagline, which I think is is the best one, it's the movie they think they're making isn't a movie anymore. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. Yeah. The other one is just get some. (laughs) Which is what's on all the posters. Yeah. So there you go. Those are our, our two taglines we got for the film. So all right. Well, we already kind of talked about the, the trailers in the beginning. Yep. Uh you know, we talked about the booty sweat. We talked about the fatties a little bit. Uh, the, fatty, the fatties part two, and which is obviously like a nutty professor rip, yeah. makes me laugh so much. And for some reason the fact that they play like come on feel the noise. Right? <laughs> God, that, that trailer makes me so angry. <laughs> oh, I hate oh it so gosh. much. It, cr- it cracks me up. I watch. I honestly watched it and then rewound and watched that part again because it made me laugh. I agree with LPJ. Actually, that, that trailer so, makes so me mad. angry. Oh, <laughs> Scorcher is obviously you know it's it's Tug Speedman you know trying to be like Sylvester Stallone, right? Yeah. So we've got, was it, like five Scorcher movies? 
And then the last one, you know, who left the bridge open? <laughs> no, honestly, the the way the guy talks in that movie, like the 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 talk over thing, is so funny to me because he says the man who made a difference five times before is about to do it again. Only it's different. Yeah. That <laughs> makes me laugh so hard because it's such nonsense. <laughs> You know what's kind of funny to me, and I, I, I know this probably wasn't their original intention, but, like, his character in those, like, trailers for, like, the Scourger, it almost seems to me like he's, like, a version of, like, Tom Cruise, like, which I know probably wasn't what they were going for, but that's kind of the vibe I get almost from that, like, the kind of, like, Mission Impossible action hero that uh, Tom Cruise is these days. They said it was supposed to be loosely based off of young Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah, that because the the time the the more recent Mission Impossible movies hadn't come out by that time. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying in retrospect now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, gotcha. That's yeah. what it reminds me of now. <laughs> and then we've got the the Satan's Alley, yeah, with, uh, <laughs> with Robert Downey and, and Tobey Maguire, MTV Movie Award Kiss Award or whatever it is, Best Kiss Award winner, yeah. Award, yeah, which is funny. Nope. You know what's great in that, too, is they call him a five-time Academy Award winner, and the most Academy Awards won by one person is Katherine Hepburn, and it's four. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, I like, too, that, uh, you know, Downey Jr. is actually nominated for this movie (laughs) when, you know, yeah, he's parroting someone that's won an award, so that's, that's fun, too. Uh, and then we kind of we, we get into the jungle, right? So we're we're watching this movie thinking, you know, it's an actual movie. You know, they're in Vietnam. You know, we got some some classic Temptations playing in the background. They're in the helicopter, and and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> I just love it when um, when Jay just gets nailed right in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> with the gun and he's like I think I can put it back in I think I can put it back in yeah <laughs> he's like I don't even know what this is <laughs> don't forget when that guy gets shot in his head and it's just like spraying out of the helmet <laughs> oh, yeah. forever spraying out of the helmet it's so good and then you got Jack Black that's like hanging off the edge of that's that's a cool scene when he's hanging off the edge of the helicopter and then, and then yeah then we see you know who's supposed to be the main character you know in the movie we see you know Speedman come out and that's great too because he gets he shot, shot. <laughs> like 30 times uh, and then he finally hits the ground, and it's all slow mo theatrical, and it's a great opening because then we've got Lazarus, or or what is the what is the character's name? Lincoln Osiris. 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 Thank you. So Robert Downey, who's Lazarus, who's Lincoln Osiris. You know, he's like survive, which is a famous <laughs> famous meme today. <laughs> And so he runs out to to try and save um, Four Leaf, and yeah, they're having the the scene where he's like, "You're you're my brother." <laughs> you know what though? The best the best line in that scene, and it's my favorite like favorite part because it's so stupid. It's this this movie, you know, this movie that they're doing is supposed to be based off of this book, and how bad must this book be that this is the language? He says to him hold my hands, and he holds these stumps up, yeah. obviously, because oh his hands are blown up. And he goes, when we get back home, I'm going to teach you to juggle. And every time, I lose it. Every time. Uh, 
It's so good. So yeah. So so the two are now fighting over how emotional they're supposed to be in this scene. And so Ben Stiller's getting all pissy and and Robert Downey Jr.'s like, what now Action Jackson can't cry as, as he storms off. Uh, and then we get introduced to Danny McBride, who's up in uh, up in some sort of tower that he thinks he's got to get ready to to blow up the tree line. And you know the director's getting all pissed because they're just keep going over and over with the takes. Jack Black's pissed uh, pissed off that his ass hurts. He's just he's sitting there floating in the air. Yeah. There's a lot going on, like in this scene in general. Yeah, and eventually you pull, you know, and eventually you, you you find out obviously they're making the movie, and um, and things aren't going as well as they should be. <laughs> yeah, so we find out that it was you know quite a few million dollars was the the accidental explosion that happens. The cameras weren't even on. The director is a, is a rookie actor. This is his first <laughs> time. You know, he's got to try to wrangle these famous actors together to try to make this this great war movie. And, yeah, just nothing is going right. Nope. <clears throat> and so, I like, uh, oh, I like particularly in that kind of that next scene where they're where you get kind of this information dump from like the Axis Hollywood story with uh, <laughs> Maria, Maria Menudo's. Uh, I, for some reason, I totally forgot. And I really laugh when they're talking about Tug Speedman's like previous movie and it's. <laughs> Chitlin and the dudes, <laughs> him, and, him and Martin Lawrence. That that made me laugh a lot. I love too how he's eating with the hands, <laughs> with the you know, like he's trying to you know, like act in character, like he doesn't have hands. That's hilarious yeah. too. Uh. And then that's when we get the phone call with Matthew McConaughey, the the pecker, as he calls himself. <laughs> And I mean, he's just got so many great lines in there. You know, he's he's talking about, you know, they're talking about the Axis Hollywood piece. And he's like, you know, he's he's, re- he's comparing him to uh, a kid with lice on the playground. <laughs> no one wants to play with. <laughs> he's like, you got to shave your head and get back on the playground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. So then they're fighting about the TiVo, which is hilarious that the TiVo just gets brought up throughout the movie. Right. In, in case you guys want to feel old, uh, I mentioned TiVo to my, my high school students about a year ago. They have no idea what TiVo is. Uh. <laughs> Not a clue. <laughs> so, and then they're talking about some adoption. <laughs> McConaughey's yeah. like, well, we should the big doors. <laughs> I love oh. that they pan to the picture of his son too, and it's just like yeah. the most sad, disappointing-looking person ever. Yeah, so good. And so after that, we we have the crisis meeting, right? So and then we get introduced. It's just crazy, like how many characters are being thrown at us in like the first ten minutes of this movie. Because now we got the crisis meeting where we got yeah. Bill Hader, and then obviously Tom Cruise is Lex Grossman. And <laughs> I, I like the little line where Bill Hader is like, like, you know, Lex is kind of pissed off. A truck plowed into Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And then he's just like, I want you to hit that director in the face. Really? Yeah, he makes it hard. The, makes it the, the grip. grip. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I. And so the, the whole point of the crisis meeting is that he, he tells the director, which I'm blanking on the director's name. 
Damien. Damien. Damien Cockburn. Cockburn, yeah. thank you. Yeah. you know, he's, he's telling him like you, like we've already blown all this money. You got to get these guys back together, and then that's where now Nick Nolte shows up <laughs> as he's kind of in the corner. What was he like peeling an apple or a pear or something with his yeah. with his hands? I don't know something, but yeah. So he's know. the guy that wrote the hands. book that the movie's based on, and yeah. you know he tells him about like going to a boot camp essentially, and uh, it's so he convinces Coogan to do that. Yeah, they're gonna shoot gorilla style, right? So uh, to try and to try and make it look and seem more real with the actors. Yeah, so he flies them out to the middle of the jungle and drops them off and says, "Here's some. We set up cameras everywhere. Here's the shooting script. Go and do it." And then he turns around and steps on a landmine and blows up. <laughs> yeah. which, which I completely forgot about. So when it happened, I was, I was like, "Oh man!" Like I was, I was laughing so hard because I completely forgot that that was one of the things that happened. And it's so great that like they don't. They, they think it's just like Hollywood magic, you know, for a really long time. Well, they yeah. Don't, they don't Especially think Ben Stiller when he like picks up the decapitated head oh, and he's like, the entire movie, they think it's the entire time throughout the rest of the movie. They think it's them filming a movie at no point. <laughs> do they ever realize that it's not that? Well, I mean, I think that the rest of them kind of get it. I, ben Stiller definitely doesn't, but I think the rest of them kind of catch on to that. Oh yeah, no, you're probably right about that. Because there's a point at which the Danny McBride thinks he killed him, and then they're like, <laughs> "No, he stepped on a landmine and died." So, I mean, I think they kind of get it. Yeah, <laughs> but the best part. The best part about that is when he licks that blood and he's like, it's just corn syrup, blood flavored corn syrup. (laughs) And then he puts it on his gun and he's like, I'm the director and we have to do the shots. That was like the way that jaw moved up and down on that dummy head. It was so disturbing. Uh, Very much so. But then I love Uh, it. Like, like Stiller's trying to lead up. And then all of a sudden (laughs) Lazarus is like, yo asshole, this motherfucker's dead. (laughs) He's just like, holds it out. He's like, this guy is fucking dead. And then that's what he says. My, maybe my favorite line. He's like, man, I don't break character to the DVD commentary. (laughs) Oh, and you know what? I listened to the whole commentary and he, he didn't. He stayed in that character the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. It, I read, I was it was that great. Well. <laughs> oh, I was just gonna say, I like like one of like the kind of the subplots that they talk about is how like Jack Black's character of Portnoy, how he's like into drugs and he's like an addict and all this stuff and like like that's one of the things that he's still on drugs and I love the fact that he keeps talking about like oh he's like oh I just got like jelly beans <laughs> and drugs. <laughs> And I think it's, um, I think it's Marichal. It's like, oh, can I have some? And he's like, no, you can't have any fucking jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> and I love you know, it when the, when the, the bat, bat takes the jelly beans. Yeah. And he fucking eats into the bat. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good stuff. Yeah. So essentially the whole rest of the movie is them like trying to get through the jungle and running into actual real things like those yeah. drug cartel that's there. Yeah, they have an ambush that happens soon after the whole thing with the director getting blown up and and that's funny because even the you know even the drug people are like are the are these guys crazy because they're watching Ben Stiller, you know, playing with the head and all that. So yeah, but yeah, they're they're you know, they're following Ben Stiller, they're following Speedman because again, he's supposed to be the lead in this movie. 
And so eventually, you know, uh, they, they take a break and they realize, well, Lazarus thinks like, yeah, we're going in the wrong direction. <laughs> I, I I didn't notice it until this one, this, this first time, this, this last time watching it, that they talked about boot camp training yeah, and, <laughs> yeah. and how Jay was the only one that went to the training. <laughs> so he's the only one that knows how to read the map. <laughs> so that's why they give him the map when, when he finally is able to, to steal it from, from Stiller. So they realize, yeah, they're going in the completely wrong direction. It's where they have the the fight. And that's where we get, you know, that's where Robert Downey Jr. goes, what do you mean, you people? (laughs) (laughs) And then Jake's like, what do you mean, you people? (laughs) And then, yeah, they they split their ways, right? So Ben Stiller still thinks that this is all real. He goes in one direction. The rest of the group starts heading in the other direction. And, yeah, that's when (laughs) Jack Black's withdrawals really start to get intense. At that point, he's talking about his. I gotta take a fucking twelve pound shit. <laughs> uh. And that's also where we get some of that dialogue that that we talked about earlier when we talked about Robert Downey Jr.'s character, where the the dialogue between Lazarus and then Brandon Jackson's character when they're talking about no you can't really talk this way and this isn't the way it's supposed to be and he calls him like kangaroo jack and all that kind of stuff <laughs> you know those are good conversations that we got so uh tug ends up getting captured by like the this like i i was thinking they were like some kind of like freedom fighters but they're really like a, a drug cartel basically <laughs> like these guys that are like they're making drugs there and they capture him uh, and the rest of them come upon them and they decide that they're going to rescue him. And, and I think like, I don't know why, but my favorite part is when they're trying to figure out the plan to rescue him. And when Jack Black's like talking about how he means like, I made this movie for Cinemax in the 90s <laughs> <laughs> it's called sex camps. And when the nerds, had to we we made a catapult out of uh, logs and underwear, and he goes this whole thing, and then everyone just kind of like takes a beat and then completely ignores him and goes back. I love that part where he's talking about that. For some reason, that makes you laugh endlessly. And I also like this subtle little fact that when he's like, "I made this movie for Cinemax called Sex Camp. Anyone seen it?" Jay Baruchel's like, "Oh yeah," and he's like, he like he has like acknowledgement, like he's like, "I remember that." I do when Jake Baruchel is given like a history between Blu-ray and HD DVDs. Oh, <laughs> and Jake's like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> Like, are you talking to me this whole time? I, you know the funniest part is? The funniest part is I remember having that conversation with people at Best Buy. Oh, yeah, me too, me too. I, I also like in that scene because when he's like, well, I think we should do this, which was in the book, the whatever offensive they're talking about. Everyone's yeah. to he's like, okay, well, it was the same thing that's in the script. And everyone's like, he's like, nobody read the script? Oh, read the script. Script reads me. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> I love it too to go back when when Ben Stiller kills the panda. Oh, <laughs> and he he calls Pecker and he's like he's like I did it. I killed one. I killed the thing that I love most. And he, hey, you think it's a hooker? Yeah, yeah. The Hayes town is assistant. Get off the line. He's like a hooker. All right, <laughs> let me help you out. And he's like, dude, Amanda. That's not even her name. Her name. <laughs> 
Uh, so good. And then he's all pissed about the TiVo, so, because he's like, I don't know, the, T- the TiVo still wasn't installed, I'm going to go. So that's when Pecker leaves to go and, and confront Grossman. But yeah, you're right. So at this point, yeah, they're, we find out that uh, Stiller got kidnapped, which is hilarious when he's being tortured and he keeps yelling, cut, cut. Like, he uh-huh. still, he still thinks this is a real movie. <laughs> You know, and, and then, that's, that scene is cut out of the director's cut, and that's one of my favorite scenes. So that's how I knew, like, when I was watching the director's cut, I was like, yeah, this isn't the right one. I should be No, that was, I remember seeing that in the director's cut. It's not in there. In the director's cut, uh, not the one I watched, that scene where he's getting dunked in the water and screaming cut is not in there. Oh, dunked in the water. No, yeah, that yeah. is not. No, there's another part where he where he's yelling cut in a different spot. Yeah, where that's where the guy's, like, spitting in his face. Yes, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different thing. Yeah, I'm curious what the differences are. Like, I was trying to look up to see what the differences are in the two. There's actually quite a few. Yeah, I, fi- I figured that was. It's. I think it's like 20 minutes longer also. Yeah. Uh, another subplot that we have that we haven't really discussed is with Danny McBride and Nick Nolte. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they get kidnapped, getting, too. They get kidnapped, too. And then we find out that... <laughs> Four leaf is a fraud. <laughs> He's like, fuck, you got hands. <laughs> so, yeah, he ends up not being the hero he was. He's like, I've never left the States. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just funny because every time the, the actors, you know, go to four leaf, they're like, fuck, you got hands. Like, each time they're like shocked that, you know, that he's got hands, which is such good stuff. And then I don't even remember how, like, I know they, they, they get to the helicopter and McConaughey's there and he throws the TiVo up yeah. and then that's it, right? Well, yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know if the ending of what I saw was different than from what you saw. Well, so they got a, they got a free Ben Stiller. Yeah. yeah no, I know all that part. They infiltrate the camp, which, by the way, I love the line where uh, Robert Downey Jr. is disguised as like the farmer. And first he says he's yeah. like, right. And then he says, like, poppies, and they're all like, <laughs> and then he's like, I'm a land farmer, motherfucker. <laughs> I love it. I'm a rice farmer, motherfucker. <laughs> he just starts shooting. One thing I have a question is, like, why at any point during that whole raid on the drug camp did they not pick up any actual guns? Like, they keep using know. their guns. Uh, I thought guns. the same thing. I thought the same thing. Because <laughs> they're actors and they're dumb, I guess, and they probably don't think they know how to they use a real weapon. They guns with the blanks, but, like, they have a lots of opportunities to pick up real guns and they never do. But um, I love it too. That like Jack, when, when Jack black realizes it's like a heroin facility down there, he's like, he's like, I can't go down there. He's like, you, you, you cannot trust me down there. I can't think of the actual line. He says, Oh, he's like, it's the mother load. Yeah. It's like the leader of the bad guys is like this like little kid. And I love when he like, when he like picks up the little kid and just like runs away with him. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, take them to the drugs. But, yeah, so, like, once they get, like, Ben Stiller and, like, they get uh, Nick Nolte and... Uh, um... Jack Black? Oh, Thank you. Uh, and they're escaping. They go to the helicopter to take off. That is when, <laughs> when Peck shows up with the TiVo and throws it, and it blocks an RPG that they fire at <laughs> And then he just like runs off the jungle. Yeah, that was the funniest part. Him running into the jungle. <laughs> yeah, he just takes you know, off. There's, there's an alternate ending to that where he actually gets caught 
And in the scene, like, like it's in the credits, in the scene where he's caught, he's, like, negotiating being an agent with the guerrilla army. It's hilarious. <laughs> I, I honestly laugh so much because there's a scene where they, they have this bridge that Danny McBride rigs it to blow, and they're all trying to get to the helicopter. And, like, uh, Ben Stiller's like, you know what? Go without me. This is my home now. I have <laughs> And he's like, I'm going to go talk to him. So he leaves. And then he goes running back. And the kid that he was like, was going to be his son. is like on his back, stabbing him with a knife. <laughs> and then he like flips him off and throws them into the river. That part when he was stabbing him, made me laugh so uh, hard. Yeah, that was in, very funny. I remember when I saw it in the movie theater. When he just tosses the little kid into the river is when I laugh the hardest. That is... <laughs> That so is so good. great. You know, that that scene, so Tony showed me this clip one time of John Wayne in a movie called Hondo, where he's teaching this kid a swim lesson, he just picks him up and throws him into the water, and every time I see that, I always think of that scene, so it makes me laugh so hard. <laughs> and so, and so, the, so they get away, and then the end of the movie is basically uh, Tug finally winning his Oscar for... Tropic Blunder, which is like the <laughs> movie they made about the making of this failed movie, and it's like there's all kinds of like cameos at the uh, at the at the Oscars. That's where John Voight is, and he's really mad that he doesn't win. And which that's based <laughs> on that's based on him actually losing the the and, Academy uh, Award in uh, I think it was nineteen like sixty nine. Like that was the exact same reaction he had. Oh, that's funny. And, I didn't know that. And Jay Baruchel is there with Jennifer Love Hewitt because they talked yeah. about that earlier. And uh, Al, Al Pacino's there with Lance Bass. <laughs> yep. So, uh, and then there's like that very extended scene at the end of uh, Tom Cruise is less gross than just dancing to Ludacris. Uh, I think what you were trying to say earlier, Hovercraft Joe, about like it was probably a little bit too much Tom Cruise. I think it probably played okay with the shock that that's Tom Cruise the first time. And you're right. I think it doesn't quite play out during rewatches. I think there's a little too much of them on rewatch. I think what happened was, and like I said before, I think they they weren't sure what it was going to be. And they started making the movie. And they're like, this is great. We got to get more of him in there. And then, but now watching it, I'm like, I think there's a little too much of them. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think it was just, it was the shock and awe of seeing Tom Cruise act that way. So they, I think they overdid it. And probably when we all first watched it the first time, we thought this is hilarious. That's Tom Cruise acting crazy. But you're right. Like now it's like, yeah, like wrap it up. We get it. I don't know because I think he's great in that movie. Like I really think he kind of like, he just like, is the person that really kind of pushes it along because like, I love the scene where he's telling Matthew McConaughey, forget about him. You can get a jet. You won't worry about him. You know? And like, he's trying to kill off tug speedman. Like, I don't know. Like, I just think he pushes the movie along like really, really well. And you need that kind of like jerk in the movie. And he just creates that. I don't know. I thought he was great. I do really like the scene when he's first getting like the call about the ransom and he basically yells at the guy and hangs up on him. And he's like, who was that? (laughs) He's like, no one talks to me like that. And as soon as he hangs up, he tells Bill Hader, he's like, find out who that was. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, fuck your own face. I will massacre you. Yeah. He just like goes fucking nuts. (laughs) 
Yeah, you're you're right though, Danielle. He does like he helps push the movie, and and in a way, he's he he kind of becomes a villain, yeah. you know, in, in that way for the film. Like, you know, obviously you've got the the narc, you know, the heroin dealers that are that are the villains here, but right. but you know, Grossman is is just as much of one, just because of how like apathetic he is to the fact that you know speedman's gonna die and he's like he's old news it's time to move on well because they're basically like we're gonna make more money off the insurance claim on him getting killed than we would off this disaster of a movie that we sunk so much money in yeah which again though like this is kind of parodies real life and how you know hollywood actors as they age they do they lose their prominence and, and their role in the film. And I think that's kind of maybe one of the last things I wanted to touch on with the film is, is for, for being a comedy, like how spot on they are in critiquing Hollywood, you know, oh, yeah. and, you know, with, the, with how overdone, you know, the movie is with how over the top, all the actors are, you know, the, the commentary on, you know, older actors, the commentary on, you know, Grossman as the producer being a total <laughs> asshole. It, it really does. Like, I think that's what puts this comedy at a higher level for me is that it's still like, it's a discussion starter as well. It's a lot smarter know? of a movie than I realized it was the first time I saw it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting yeah. because just like so many like movies, like big movies like that, think about all the big name actors that were in this movie. There's so many, you know, we just went over all of them. But also what was interesting to me is how many of these people, how many of these big actors and like that are big and were booming kind of at that time were willing to kind of critique a system that they're still trying to work in. You know, yeah. that was what was interesting to me about it. Yeah. No, I totally agree. For sure. Uh, anything else we've uh, that we've missed? I don't think so. I mean, I don't have anything as far as role reversals go. Um, anybody else have anything as far as uh, little facts or trivia they wanted to bring up? No, I think I covered everything I had. Yeah, I'm okay. good. Then I guess uh, let's 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 rate this thing. Let's do it. Right. Well, Danielle, as the guest, you uh, you get to pick. You can either go first or have one of us go first. Uh, it is one out of it's out of five machine guns. You can do half machine guns. Oh, that's easy. I'll go first because for me, yes. this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Not action movie, not comedy, not whatever. Favorite of all time. So I'm just going to go five. It's real easy. <laughs> wow. Okay. I like it. Fair enough. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I like this movie. It's funny, which, you know, <laughs> you know how I am with comedies. I don't, love comedies. I don't love comedies, uh, but there's a lot of action in this. And I think it's very smart comedy. There's definitely some things in here that don't hold up, but there's stuff in here. I really love, like, I like Robert Downey Jr. In this a lot. Um, I like, I like Tom Cruise in this. For most of the movie, but you're right. At some point, it does get a little old and a little stale because it essentially it's the same thing over and over again. Um, but in general, I like the movie a, a, a decent amount. Um, again, it's not one of those movies that's very much in my wheelhouse, so I'm probably going to write it a little lower than most. I'm going to give it a, a three and a half. Sphinx? 
Yeah, I'll go next. I, I love this movie. <laughs> I mean, it's it's been a couple years, but a, a, everything that I loved about the movie, uh, I still love about it. Uh, I, I still am laughing out loud, you know, <laughs> discussing it when I was rewatching it a few days ago. Uh, this might be one, th- this is a top three comedy of all time for me, to be honest. Uh, so I'm going to give it four and a half machine guns because I think there's enough action in it too, that it still fits what we want to do on the show. So I think it it, it perfectly kind of mixes the action comedy together. So in fact, this might be, this might be the greatest action comedy movie I've ever, that I I think exists out there. So I'm going to give it four and a half machine guns. Um, I'm more inclined to be in line with LPJ on this. I like this movie. I think it's really funny. Um, but again, I hadn't seen it in years and it wasn't like, I was like, I mean, I'm happy that I watched it again, but it also wasn't like, I was like, man, I was like, I got to get to Tropic Thunder again. Like, I don't know. Like I do like it and I think it's funny and some of the stuff, but some of it doesn't hold up as well for me. And I do think, as much as maybe he's needed in the movie, I do think there's like, I get Tom, like after Tom Cruise's first scene, I'm like, I get it. He like swears. And he said, and it's like, they just kept going back to it. I don't know. I still really do enjoy it. And there's some really funny stuff. And I love Jack Black in it, but I'm, I'm going to go with LBJ and probably with the, the three and a half machine guns for me. Yeah. So, right. well, there we go. Uh, Danielle, do you have anything you want to plug? Um, well, I am a baker and I do have a bakery. So, uh, it is BITD Bakery. Uh, and you can look me up on Facebook. Um, I have lots of pictures of things that I've made, including some stuff that I've made for Sphinx. So you can go on there and take a look at that. (laughs) And it all tastes amazing. Thank you. Anything else you want to plug? You want to plug, uh, the, the gaming tournament? You want to plug... Well, I can't do that. Yeah, unfortunately, this year we haven't been able to have one. Although some people have joked that they're going to consider themselves the winners of this year. So I'm not sure how that's going to play out at the next one. But um, yeah, so uh, my husband, uh, The Glitch, and I put on a uh, gaming tournament uh, a couple times a year. Uh, wherein we always donate the proceeds to charity. Uh, Sphinx, you've come in second, right? Or did you win? Yes, I should. <laughs> oh, I I was so close to getting the gold, and I choked at the very end. <laughs> well, it was it's fucking a- <laughs> pong. Not even a real pong. It was like the PlayStation version okay. of pong. So, so, like, the controls were all jacked up, and I... So, but you know what? Here, if you're going to lose that game, you lost that game to Ryan, uh, Tony's cousin, and he sure. is the only person that's ever won that tournament twice. Uh, so, I mean, if you're going to lose, you got to lose to the best, right? That's, that's <laughs> and a I'm, loss. And I'm a horrible gamer, so the fact <laughs> I even got silver just meant that everyone else that night was awful. So. But see, that speaks, <laughs> that speaks to the tournament, too, because there is a wide variety of games that you will play trust me there are some screwy games that you'll play and uh tony always tries to pick a variety of games that help people that aren't very good gamers or that are newer gamers or more retro gamers so uh you know it's always a really good time which hovercraft joe we're gonna have to get you at the next one when when everything starts to to calm down here with i I will i will be there with bells on once we're because because it is a great time because the last time i went i 
cared more about drinking than I did playing video games. And, <laughs> well, well, let's just say I was nowhere near first place, but I still had a hell of a time. And oh. you gave a lot of money to charity as well. Everyone else had a hell of a time watching you have a hell of a time, too. <laughs> That's usually what happens. Oh, yeah. You, were a, you were a sloppy mess. <laughs> it was it was disturbing at, at times, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure the charities left at one point and second guessed being there, and it was a mess. You were you kind of ruined the party. Yeah, this is not factual at all at this point now. Because actually, the I think it was JJ that was there. I actually created a new partnership. So oh, yeah. screw you, LPJ. You don't know what you're talking. Yeah, about. that was you. Um, call me <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway thank you Danielle so much for absolutely. being with us today thank I, you for having me I had a blast talking about Tropic Thunder even if these two have a few issues with it <laughs> it's all good three and a half machine guns is still a good score yeah. it is especially for action comedy I'll, I'll give you that so well we are the Gamezilla Media and well, we're part no, of the games no, we're media. <laughs> we're part of games. I we're the last action podcast. We I know you've been gone pod- for a while, but you know the, what? the name hasn't changed. Why don't I take, take over. over? I'm done. Yeah, yeah take it over. I'm we're done. the last action podcast. We come to you, you know, every Monday uh, at the Gamezilla Media Network and anywhere where podcasts can be found. <laughs> there's plenty of other stuff in the Gamezilla Media Network, like the Last Action Podcast. That's us. Like uh, Legend of Retro. That's a retro podcast that the glitch is on. Uh, you got Noobs and Dragons that has me and Sphinx. You got the Gamezilla podcast on on Tuesdays. You got Noiseland Arcade. We got all kinds of stuff. We got streamers. We got people uh, doing like a, a builds with, uh, with with models and stuff. We got all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, but check us out, GamezillaMedia.com. Uh, there's something for everybody. And if you uh, really like us, you could support us on Patreon. We would really appreciate that. Uh, we got a $1 tier. We got a $5 tier. You get different things for each tier. It's a whole lot of fun. Uh, and, uh, we appreciate anything you guys can, uh, can donate to us. Uh, Joe's covering his face. I think he's either, uh, farting or laughing. I can't tell. And, and none of that money is going to LPJ right now. So if no. you think he's an asshole too, don't worry. You're not oh, you contributing to him. I, I have never <laughs> once gotten anybody to join Patreon because of me. If anything, I drive people away. <laughs> uh, you, you're not wrong. <laughs> All right. Well, well anyway, Danielle, thank you again for being here. We appreciate yes, thank it. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And anytime you want to be on, pick a movie, let us know, and, uh, you know, I'll probably turn it down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because most of the things that I'm going to like would be action comedies. Uh-huh. So <laughs> You could be on Joe's podcast. <laughs> well, it's, it's me and Sphinx's podcast. We just do action comedies. Yeah, we're yeah we actually laugh. already discussed what we're doing next with Danielle. So fuck you, LPG. <laughs> you're, called the, you're called the Laugh Action Podcast. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> yes, now we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, this episode of the Last Action Podcast has been terminated. But we'll be back. <laughs>